on this week's episode of the IVG podcast. Xbox buys Bethesda, Xbox Series X pre-orders sell out in minutes, Sony India still silent on the PS5, and Amazon jumps into game streaming. What's going on guys? Welcome to episode number 54 of the IVG podcast. I'm Nash. I'm Sam. And I'm Gagan. <laughs> That's exciting, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. I love it. This is an awesome for, episode. Let's yeah, go this for it. It's going to be an awesome episode because we have a lot to discuss. But first, we'd like to give a quick shout out to AMD who helped uh, sponsor our new gaming PC through which we're going to be streaming and we're going to be showing off some really cool games including Mafia which we'll discuss later in the podcast because Gagan's played it on the PS4. But first, Sam's going to give you guys a little dope on what's happening on the community side of things. Right. So we're now in month three of the IVG Community Showcase. And this month, uh, we're giving away a copy of Watch Dogs Legion. So in case you don't know about it, is uh, we, we, we're inviting community members, gamers to just share your favorite gameplay clips with us, uh, post them on the forums, and then we will run a poll for the best ones. And, the, and then the community picks their favorite and they get to win a copy of the game. So uh, we're still, we still have entries open. Uh, so do go to the forums, read up on the rules and post your entry. So that's what's happening on the showcase. Uh, and we also have, also on the community, we we are currently running our IVG FIFA 20 Farewell Cup, which is kind of, since the new game's coming out, we, we, have, we have a tournament going on. Uh, we've just completed the first two rounds of the tournaments, and this weekend is nice. round three, which is the quarterfinals. So a uh, lo- lot of exciting matches, close matches, uh, some went to golden goal as well. So cool stuff happening. And since this has gone so well, we might just do a lot more with FIFA 21 coming out. Also, bro, speaking of FIFA, do you guys realize that yesterday marked exactly one year since we did the launch event of FIFA and IVG's game night last year? Is it? Oh, shit. Exactly one year since we did that uh, event at, where was it? Bandra? 145. 145, dude. In fact, if not for fucking COVID, dude, I think we could have really done those more often now, man, especially with all these games coming out. Yeah. Um, Dude, with the games coming out, with the consoles coming out, we've done so much shit, dude. But we'll try yeah. and do some of these online. So we actually have a bunch of groups uh, on WhatsApp. We have a Discord going on. Sam, you know, has a section, some and section the forum. in the forum. So if you guys want to just, you know, like jam up, play some games, you know, just play together, get more proactive, you know, let us know and we'll kind of fix something up over the weekend. Definitely. So uh, that now that we've got the community stuff out of the way, we can talk about what's really the big topics that's been happening in the gaming world. And, Everything big is happening in the Xbox sort of space right now. Yeah, Firstly, man, the bombshell. It's completely... Gagal's like so happy with all what's happening. So right happy. Like, <laughs> Xbox represent, motherfucker. Yeah. Finally, yeah. finally, man. I mean, after months and months of Craig and shit, <laughs> we are finally getting some kind of limelight on the Xbox. And all thanks. And this whole positive news started right after the Bethesda acquisition of, yeah. uh, like, uh, you know, by uh, Microsoft. So now... That Microsoft has Bethesda and uh, there is this whole thing that all Bethesda games, the future Bethesda games might be Xbox exclusive. It's suddenly become a very viable option. And especially the fact that Bethesda games would come day one on uh, Game uh, Game Pass, which is obviously like a great thing to have. So yeah, man. And, and there's this whole positive uh, vibe about it uh, and people are 
pre booking the xbox one the conversation has kind of steered away from being completely ps5 dominated to little more towards xbox and like ha huh, it's a pretty good option right now and yes yeah, they're yeah. doing something for the gamers and this and that and Man, I mean, up until a month ago, people were like, you know what? We hope Xbox does something because otherwise it's going to be a monopoly for PlayStation in this generation. And now suddenly the conversation is like, oh the fuck! Like, where is Sony? Like, what is Sony doing? Xbox is all over the place, yeah. like in a good way. Uh, like, like for those guys who haven't followed the news, so Bethesda has been acquired by Xbox. That means Fallout, uh, Doom, Elder Scrolls, Doom, Dishonored. Wolfenstein, uh, Dishonored, Prey. Wet, <laughs> fucking what is this? Brink. Dude, I can play that game, dude. From uh, it was not game. bad, dude. Cool game. It's not bad. And remember Brink, which of which Brink was bomb, awesome. like Brink was really? awesome. Really? Yeah, yeah, but it bombed though. Dude, Brink was actually so, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, really. Splash damage, right? Was the splash, was damage, splash damage? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. So they have a they have a crazy lineup of uh, IP now under the Xbox brand, and so of, so of course this will all come on Xbox Day One. It'll come on Game Pass Day One. There's the speculation that this stuff might still come on PS5 uh, because from what I, at least what the, it sounds like that Microsoft might retain Bethesda's publishing business, so they might it might run as an independent subsidiary under Microsoft. So yeah. they might still publish games like physical copies in on PC. Might even come to PlayStation Five. Like at least from what I heard in India, there, there has been no communication from Bethesda about any change of plans as far as games coming out. So yeah, uh, what has happened is basically uh, the the two games that Bethesda is planning to release on the PS5 as exclusive, which is Ghostwire Tokyo and uh, what was the other shooter game? Deathloop. Deathloop, right. So these two games are still going to be PlayStation 5 exclusives or timed exclusives for a while and all. And that commitment is still going to be kept. And every time Phil Spencer has also been asked about uh, making these games Uh, xbox exclusive or uh, xbox ecosystem exclusive he's just been saying that we're going to be taking it on case by case basis so for all you know that some of the bigger titles might still be coming on the ps5 they may be timed exclusives on the xbox but it's right now there's no and, official confirmation yeah. and there are other hints all over the place like when todd howard announced it on the bethesda site that this is happening he said that you know what no matter like like regardless of this acquisition uh we want to we want to be there wherever our fans are so whatever screen you play on whatever controller or input device you play with we want to be there and even aaron greenberg who's the i think the communication and pr head for xbox said that you know uh, a big part of this is we want to retain uh, retain the gamers and, and retaining obviously means that they don't want to lose bethesda's play base on playstation i'm assuming uh yeah. so you know these these that all these sorts of hints are there where it seems like they are open and i think this all kind of feeds into the whole game pass strategy which is like it's it's going to be a lot more like like you know netflix uh, like how they have their originals uh whereas for xbox is going to be the originals where you won't get it on any other streaming platform but then like like how you have netflix certified televisions uh that that'll be an xbox console you know this is a this is a great device for you to play game pass on and so then they might also recognize ps5 as a game pass supported if sony ever agrees to sort of uh, get game pass on it but i think that's the that's the long term play right they want to have co- uh, software that is going to sell game pass subscriptions and uh, the devices are not going to be so important anymore. dude actually it's interesting you brought this up because you know not to sound like a downer but dude bethesda's output of late hasn't actually been that baller so i don't know if bethesda has the software to kind of move consoles especially given the fact that their games will come on PC as well but no yeah. but the thing is that you know 
like like, like you're right because you know a lot of the recent games they haven't sold so well. Dishonored two for it was a great game but didn't sell too well. Prey two didn't sell too well. Uh, Fallout seventy six was a disaster. Even but yeah, bull- Doom, Doom Eternal though we personally did not like it. I think Doom Eternal did pretty decently. Actually, and Doom it did. It did decent, but it do as good as Doom twenty sixteen. Right, and also uh, Wolfenstein, the new uh, what's young the blood, fucking not, not young blood, yuck. No, the one before that, the new the Colossus, one, the new Colossus. Yeah, that did pretty well, man. I mean, like, I don't think it completely tanked as such, and no, it got so, a, a, so as a well. lot of these games. So a lot of their games actually receive great reviews, but for some weird reason, they don't find the commercial success that they expect with franchises like these. In fact, but do, like that's. But that's perfect for Game Pass because they're not relying on sales anymore. Like now they have the big name that you know. Okay, you know what? We have a Dishonored three coming out on Game Pass, so that so that that, that name is enough now to kind of Dude, get people. The to thing is that the name is not enough actually for see Dishonored is a great series. Dude, I love this game, but there are actually a lot of guys who I know who are gamers who don't know about Dishonored who haven't played it. So it's a very niche franchise. But, a lot of these see, are... That's, that's okay, why Game Pass comes Scrolls in. Six then. One sec, one sec. Forget that. That's why Game Pass comes in. You know what I mean? Like the thing is that when you have to normally spend like $60 to buy a game like that, then it's something you probably think twice about. But if it's there on your Game Pass list that like it's dr- just dropped today, you wouldn't mind just trying it out, man. And for all you know, you might like it. It might actually help Bethesda in the long run to be I on agree, Game Pass. agree. But I'm saying, is it enough for me to even consider getting a Game Pass if I don't have one? I don't know. Like for a lot of people, they may be like, "What is Dishonored?" Dude, it's like for the price game. of one game, you're gonna get almost six one subscription of Game Pass. So isn't the, <laughs> it's, isn't the price higher now? Hasn't it? It's eight. Increased. It's eight fifty bucks in India for per okay. month, and considering that the average price of a new AAA game is four thousand bucks, it does last sure. you pretty well. So you know, I mean, it's so also like game. someone somebody mentioned on the IVG forums, uh, which is which, which is a very interesting point, which like in relation to the the whole Netflix model is like when Netflix puts down a lot of money to a filmmaker to make a film for which is only on Netflix, for example, that film has like a ten years, fifteen years, twenty years of like watchability. Yeah. Whereas when when Microsoft spends so much money on gaming on games uh, and putting games on Game Pass, we're like what like for how long will you play Dishonored? Like assuming it's a good game and they make a big marketing push that okay get Game Pass for Dishonored too. How many years after it's out will people still be playing or will even go back to installing Dishonored two on Game Pass? Games age games on age as well as films and television. So, so see that that that's one theory. But then again, like I'm a Game Pass user and I have like recently had a, just uh, I think a month back I installed Yakuza Zero on my PC again just to start playing it because it's there on Game Pass and I thought why not try it out because it's there in the library. So you know that's the thing the discoverability is there in even in Netflix if you actually look at it a lot of people. People just watch whatever drops new on Netflix and don't really look at the old content as much. You know, I mean, no, there's no, an no, audience. Of course, for people, people watch a lot of old stuff. And, and uh, my, my point here is that, think that. My, my, <laughs> my point here is in tech terms, games don't age well. Like, fil- like films don't have a tech tech limitation to them the way games do. Games look old and they play Dude, and they get I, janky I actually, over time. I actually don't agree to that because I've been watching some old movies, some of the older movies and do the CG does not fucking age well, bro. It looks yeah. really bad. Dude, like, my point is that... No, dude, my, dude, like, my point is now, 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 let's say supposing you, you've... You're, you're, you're used to playing the current Call of Duty mechanics. Like, like imagine playing Go- Call of Duty World at War now on Game Pass. For I example. actually did that. Or COD3. Actually, so I'm, I'm very weird because that way I'll play like Fear, a game from 2006 almost every year or every two years. That's but the I thing. get what you're, you're saying. 
Ian, I, I don't have a problem with older games. is like that though. No, I, I, but at the same time, I'm just wondering like, you know, uh, so what's happening with me right now, and this is very specific to me, is I'm actually getting burnt out with the volume on Netflix because there's more garbage than good stuff. And I got to shift through all of that. And I'm just like, ah, fucking dude, this is way too much shit, you know? Like, I just hope the Game Pass mechanic is not like that. Like, like right now, even when you log on to Steam, have you guys seen the interface? It's just cluttered as fuck. It's cluttered as hell, And there's man. so much shit there, dude. There's, like, some Japanese porn hentai games and the shower with your dad simulator. I'm just random what, shit on what it, is, What is up with that? How has Steam become such a porn hub of games, it's man? Really, it's really... And, and the thing is that... So, there is this thing, right? Because you sign in with your age, but... Like, you can easily bypass that. And there's, like, full frontal nudity there, dude. So, I'm just like, yo, what the Forget fuck is that? I've been checking out the VR section for that, you know, because I keep considering getting a VR headset right. every now and then. But I see the VR section and it is full of these girlfriend simulators and shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <Somebody> content, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, dude, it's just become weird out there. So, tell me one thing. I have a question about this Game Pass deal now. Okay, now, here's the thing. Now, I'm, I'm coming to you as a PC gamer, right? Does this in any way affect my life? Will I still have access to these games on my PC on day one? Yeah, of course you will. I mean, I think it's going to go on retail as well. All the games that uh, release on Game Pass go on retail as well. So, you have the option to pick it up as a single game or as a deluxe edition or whatever. Will it come to PC Game Pass also day one? Yeah, I mean, like, see, the thing is, if the, it's a dude, PC that's game, a that, that's a question though. Like, will like 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 will you need Game Pass Ultimate to get a Bethesda game day one on PC? No, that's not right. really. That, There's a separate Game Pass for PC, by the way, which is very. Cheap. I know, I know, I know. But, but what I'm saying is, will they release a Bethesda Elder Scrolls game, the next one, on day one on Game Pass PC as well, or just on Ultimate? That's the question that, that I'm sure they'll push Ultimate. So right now, right now there are no tiers to Game Pass at all. So you have, if you have Game Pass PC, then whatever. If the game is 100% compatible with PC or it was launched for PC or release on day one, it would come on PC as well. Like for example, a Gears Gears of War Five that released on the console as well as PC on day one. And I think the same would go for all the Bethesda games because they're released cross-platform. Games like Yakuza, say for example, which came on PS first or consoles first, and then uh, they kind of uh, staggered their release across platforms that is a different story altogether but otherwise no, i think the distinction we're making here is not about whether it comes to the platform it's whether it comes to all all versions of game pass like will a bethesda so game like said elders the new elder scrolls game will it come on game point. pass pc as well as game pass ultimate yes. on day one yes i would believe so that it would come on pc as well if it's going to be a pc day one release then microsoft would definitely put it on pc on day one and i have seen that in their track record in most cases so I, but i would I, actually say that microsoft should go ahead and do that because then they have some sort of exclusivity for the exclusive game pass otherwise if they're just going to offer everything to everyone what's in it for them like i, I do they will need to break up game pass for sure because they especially if they if they if they want extra uh, they're allowed to have even a chance in india they can't be charging 850 bucks for it it has to be broken up into a mobile only streaming service it needs to ideally be below 200 bucks or free if possible if they can swing it because in India no one's going to pay for that shit that's that so that's uh, they need to break up the mobile streaming for sure because that that's not going to even take off in India if they, if they bundle it with Game Pass Ultimate 
So yeah. they, they can but they can put everything together and give it an ultimate as well. But they need to have also have it broken up. I feel to have to have to need to have success across. Yeah, man. Like in I India just hope sure. to, I just hope they don't raise the price of the ultimate because I'm pretty deep into that <laughs> subscription. <laughs> Dude, it's only a matter of time. I, I don't uh, see how no. they can. It will. You're hooked onto this shit now. Now, no matter how much Netflix prices their models, all of us are going to go for it, right? So True. they've yeah. they've got us all hooked, dude. Yeah, yeah. Though I mean, I I really do keep contemplating getting off Netflix every now and then. I mean, I, I really don't enjoy the recent. The thing is that, bro, I've thought about it so many times. But in my house, I have so many people who watch Netflix. Like they're like, "Why is your account not working?" I'm like, "Okay, fine." You know, so it's like <laughs> I have four people sharing my account, right? Like my wife, yeah. mo- mom, dad, all of that. So yeah, same, I think yeah, for same. them, we'll have to keep it on because I have really thought about getting rid of so many accounts. Like I have like so many streaming services now. I'm like, dude, I'm like not even watching all of them most of the time, but. It's I don't know like going to happen. Dude, that's going to happen with gaming, dude. Now Ubisoft has has its own, EA has its own, Xbox yeah. has its own. Sony is going to, I'm sure, going to have its own. Dude, Sony like, will have to do it, bro, because like look at the pricing of the games. Everyone who I've spoken to is like, what the fuck is up with Sony? And, uh, and especially after the Bethesda acquisition, that has become a massive conversation about seventy dollar games versus. Just How much is that for us right now, currently? It's not there is no there is no game in India that has been priced at seventy dollars yet. But the 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 assumption is that like I was talking to Express is that it could be four and a half grand, around four and a half. Four five nine nine or whatever, yeah, yeah. Which is a lot for so so something like Miles for example, which is a standalone. Will it be priced at that price? No, Miles is it, Miles is a cheaper game, I believe. Miles is like a like but a forty dollar game. Unless you want game, the right? ultimate edition, then the deluxe edition with Spider Man also. That's four and a half. But right now, even even the regular games are, are now at four grand. They have had to raise the prices. So from basically, dude, you just you guys are just entering the Nintendo pricing territory. We guys have been paying that much for Nintendo games for a very long time, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah that's that's sure so it. India, so 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 I mean, I mean, people complain about prices in India, but we've actually had lo- regional pricing for for a long time, and so for us, paying four and a half will pinch. But that's that's actually the price globally. We we actually get subsidized quite a bit by the publishers. Right. Right. Uh, because of Bethesda, we've kind of forgotten that Xbox pre-orders also went live uh, since the yes, last podcast. I managed to get mine. I'm just super happy about that, dude. <laughs> series S? No, Series X. <laughs> dude, I would not go for Series S, dude. I would die. Dude, I don't know anyone who would. My eyes would bleed out, dude. I cannot take that. <laughs> I mean, my biggest complaint with PS4 Pro has been that all the games run on 1440p on it. I cannot take a 1440 console <laughs> again. So, sorry, the one you dude, pre-ordered... I, I think it- Huh. Is the one the one Gagan you the the one that you pre-ordered? Is that the one with uh, the drive as well, right? The drive, yeah, that's a X basically. X the series the X. Dude, Microsoft has so many names; it's so fucking confusing, bro. <laughs> it's just <laughs> S and X right now. That's it. Okay. Dude, do you know in the US that people started buying the One X and the One S by mistake, <laughs> thinking that they're buying the Series X and Series S? Like, like, like on the charts, the Xbox One X just shot up suddenly, like by some by some phone. Dude is working for them. Dude, yeah. uh, I'm not kidding. I just saw a post on Reddit yesterday in which one guy was like, hey, look, my Series X arrived early and he was showing a box over the One X. So we don't know if he was serious or joking about it, but damn, I hope he was joking. I think if you are Reddit, he's probably trolling. And it started yeah. trending on number four in Amazon US, right? So, <laughs> Dude, so how much did you pre-order your Xbox for? So the full price, I had to pay the full price. I got it from Reliance Digital and not Amazon and all. So I paid forty nine nine ninety for so it. So fifty thousand for that. Pretty Dude, much. I would recommend that you that you opt for store pickup because you don't want those kind of shipping shit. They have a very track, bad track record with deliveries and all. 
So just what? call them and yeah, yeah, Reliance, Reliance has very bad track record with uh, e-commerce shipments. So well, okay, make, sure, make sure you told me this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure they offer it as an option. So for yeah, the Xbox, yeah. so for the Xbox to actually get sold out here for pre-orders, like they must have gotten pretty limited quantities, right? Because there's no way they brought in large amounts and all of that got sold out. Yeah, numbers were definitely less, but still, uh, I think I think still the Series S is still available for pre-order even now yeah, on Amazon it, and Flipkart. Uh, the One X went. That's for thirty-five, which is a lot, and people wow. kind of realize that. that, that is that's not the, the Indian pricing of the Series S has been just ridiculous, man. Why? Why would you do that at thirty thousand bucks? It would have been like a sweet spot, and I'm telling you, that would have sold out just as fast as a Series X. But I don't know why. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. And, uh, so for, and for people who are asking, a lot of people have been asking if the if the One X might come back in stock for pre-orders. And I did ask Microsoft that, and they said that uh, it could, but you'll have to just keep an eye on retailers because it's going to be handled by the by, by the distributor directly. Uh, so just make sure you keep an eye out on Amazon and Flipkart. Uh, like add it to your wish list, keep a notification on or whatever. Or just uh, call your local store and like just make sure that they're like you call them every day and ask. Local them. store may not be a good idea because from what I've heard, the, I mean the numbers are really, really, really low for uh, even for offline, even for spaces like Chroma, Reliance Digital, and all. Chroma never had it. Only I think Reliance is the only like like large format retailer who oh. had pre-orders going on other than that it was just like small independent game stores and they got like maybe two two three three uh console and allocations each and they may not get again but i think guys like amazon flipkart will probably get more uh pre-order allocation if not then they'll definitely have a lot more stock on sale at launch on november 10th so man that's uh, like really rough but not as rough as on the other side <laughs> Oh shit, dude! Yeah, so shit. what's happening with that, dude? I was just gonna ask you. Like, we've been hearing. So, like, you know, there's a lot of communication from Xbox, and even in India, at least, there's pricing, there's pre-orders, there's all that shit. What's happening with PlayStation, bro? Man, a lot of galis are happening on their Twitter account. That's what's <laughs> it's funny because uh, they actually sent out banners to put out like uh, for on, on uh, e-commerce sites like Amazon, Game the Shop. They all had banners up that you know PS5 is coming this year, PS5 is coming this year. And so you thought, okay, okay, Sony is really like on the ball about this PS5 launch. But then since they since they announced the launch date and price globally, India has just gone completely silent. Sony India. Do you think? Uh, and dude, let answer one question very honestly, so all our viewers know because you know you got the industry dope and all. Do you really think it's going to launch here this year? Honestly. So you know what? Answer like before Sam answers that. Let me just add one thing. The one thing that people are superbly pissed about is that these guys had posted a November nineteenth release date earlier on the PS India site, which right. they like stealthily removed, and oh, they have noticed. And people notice, and there's a huge backlash because of that. That is the thing that actually has fueled the fire more. Yeah. So, so, so what now. happened? With, so what happened with that date is that 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 website is not controlled by Sony India. It's controlled centrally by PlayStation Europe or something like that. Right. So when so when that event got over and they and the site got updated, it happened for India along with the rest of the world. So I don't think Sony India had a say in that. But when Sony India realized that okay, oh should we've already put the data up on the India website, they got it removed. The problem is that that's fine. The problem is that they didn't, they haven't communicated that what is happening. Nothing whatsoever. So to answer Nash your question, I I do think it'll come this year. I just don't think it'll come on November nineteenth. When do you when when do you predict it to come? Realistically, 
I would say end of November or early early December. I don't think it will go later than and, that. And and do you think now? Do you think the tides are gonna like like people like India's PlayStation country like people fucking are going nuts over Sony's controls? I, I, I don't think it's going to completely flip, man. I mean, like you know, the people are like retaliating. A lot of people are putting their pre-order screenshots on PlayStation tweets and shit like that. But mm-hmm. no, it's not gonna completely uh, flip over, man. India is a dude. It won't it won't flip at all. I'm telling you one yeah. thing. It won't flip at all because I'll tell you what. Like even IVG people people who were staunchly only PS5 uh, potential buyers they are now many of them are pre-ordered Xbox Series X but will also get the PS5 so Xbox Series X might sell more and will sell more this generation because only, because they're doing all the right things but uh, I don't think Sony will it, it like it might dent PS5 sales a little bit but I don't think it's going to affect Sony in the long run because also Sony like one thing one thing we're forgetting is that that right now they, they're not doing a good job with the pre-launch, but Sony is Sony has a track record for for doing very very good, uh, very very well post-launch. post-launch so yeah. from from dropping prices uh, regularly, maybe once once one and a half times, uh, once every one and a half years or so, the game the games keep coming, the games keep dropping in price. The support for retail is very strong. Uh, whereas Xbox, like even in the 360 days, they launched really strong, but then they but then they really kind of dropped the ball on the console and and support for it. So Dude, I think Sony I, Sony will really up his game once. Uh, And that being said, I think we should give props to Microsoft because Xbox Series X is going to be the first console to ever launch in India along with the global launch. Right. Yeah. PS4 didn't, Xbox One did, didn't, and neither did 360 or PS3. They all crazy. came late to Dude, it. And it's so crazy because Sony knows how much the fucking, the masses here love PlayStation. And even then Microsoft, you know, for, for all of like it's 10 fans or 20 fans or 50 fans was like, no, I'm going to get this shit here on time. And that is crazy, dude. Like Sony yeah. like underestimated the demand or they just fucking dropped the ball really hard, dude. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I mean, the thing is that I'm sure the conversation will change again probably by the time the console launches and we get closer, like past November and all that. I mean, these things always happen. Like, you know, I mean, if you ask somebody a month back about whether they would buy an Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5, like, there would be no chance in hell you would get Xbox Series X as a legit reply. Dude, I had a flipped over to a PS site completely after watching the Miles Morales trailer and all. So these these flips constantly do keep happening. But you know what? I'm at least glad that there is a sense of competition this time around. You know, last year it was such a complete clean yeah, sweep by sure. PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, like right but now... But you know what? Weirdly, like you, I've actually flipped over again now. I was... I was like, fuck, I gotta buy the PS5 at launch and all. Now that I have this new gaming PC, I'm like, do I need a PS5 at launch just for Miles? Like, I can wait because everything else I'm gonna play on my PC and maxed out. Also, Miles is also gonna be on PS4 and it's gonna yeah, be built on that PS4 engine. So PS4 Pro might might play it quite, so, quite so, nicely. So now, actually, my drive to get the PS5 has dropped, like, I would say a good, like, 70-80%, you know? Because there's nothing for me for launch. And now the only thing next that I need a PS5 for would be, like, a fucking... Horizon 2 or a God of War, which is next year. So, like, for me personally, the, that that drive has just completely died out. And this yep. has been the case, by the way, for a lot of IVG guys also who are like PS5, PS5, day one. They're like, 
now whatever now we'll play it on pc or we'll play it on our ps4 fuck it they they definitely yeah, also because microsoft oh yeah also sony is releasing two of its big new games on ps4 as well so like it doesn't make sense to invest in a ps5 at launch the second one other one is horizon oh horizons also coming on ps4 okay yeah so yeah, about that yeah, yeah, yeah. ratchet is ps5 exclusive and also and also sony has said that that they are very very keen to bring more first party games to pc so i'm like what? there is there is removing more and more reasons yeah, to buy a ps5 at least on day on day one like we all going to get it like for me now i don't know if i'm getting it at launch to be honest like so you know that. what i mean i can understand the reason why they want to come on pc as well is because the thing is that you know even though the exclusives have been like have a die hard following and they've been like very highly acclaimed by all critics the sales numbers are not really that good i mean most of these sales games don't go beyond 15 million uh, in unit sales and all and honestly even a nintendo switch uh, hit like probably like a mario kart deluxe or a zelda or a, like there are many other first party titles that go beyond 20 million easy so i think for them to expand their their horizons <laughs> yeah to expand their horizons a little bit more by exploring pc as a viable platform is really a smart But at the same time do they really need to make good pc ports cuz yes. horizon was like a mess and even today actually once i got this new pc kind of done up dude i could not max out horizon at 60 fps at 1080p i could not wow it, it was like constantly stuttering like i ran benchmarks right so i was going continuously between like 50 55 and 60 which is not good performance and and this is a if not the most top of the line it's a higher end rig most gamers in india don't have such baller hardware there's very few percentage that do so if your game's not optimized well it's a bummer to You know, you should probably try Death Stranding. It's the same engine, but much more. Uh... Dude, Death Stranding on my older PC, on which I had a 1070, actually ran really well. The thing with Horizon is that it's got a lot of other stuff going on in the background, and that is what's causing this fuck up. Like most open world games, you know. Uh, but again, then again, in so was Death Stranding. So yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Right, is a decimal so, engine. Yeah. So also we should add about the PS5 the pre-order part like raw people are obviously desperate to get any information so they're contacting all the retailers that they can whether that's a Sony center or Amazon and some of the some of the responses are, that are, that they're getting are like some of them are giving them dates some of them are giving them prices but one thing to just keep in mind is that Sony hasn't communicated anything to any retailer yet so so if Amazon or someone's giving you a date and price just ignore it for now because it's just going to add more confusion so just I would say just wait for Sony or wait for it. Amazon actually lists it. But yeah, uh, don't you guys think it's going to come into gray at launch? Oh, for sure, for sure, <laughs> it will. Right? For sure, it'll come. And yeah, won't yeah. most guys then end up buying it from gray itself, like the guys who can't wait? It you know what? Small number, a high dude. possibility. But the thing is that you know what? Internationally, also the PlayStation Five units are quite limited and they're very controlled. So how? how many units come in india in gray is it like a different topic of conversation also also it will depend on some by the time it launches on november 19th globally we will know what the indian date is for sure we'll know so it depends on how much of a gap there is and then is go? it worth and we will we will i'm sure we will and you know what the gray market price for a new playstation 5 console is going to be right as they're going to charge such a good premium on top of it Yeah, I think sixty-seven k for sure. Honestly, there are a lot of guys nowadays who got that fuck you money. Do they just gonna go and buy it? No fucks given. They will have on PS Five. Yeah, that's. I'm the, sure. I'm sure. But either way, people just stop trolling that damn PlayStation account, man. That social media manager did nothing to you. <laughs> <laughs> that must be angry. Like PS Five right now, dude. Huh? 
He must be having like PTSD from being abused so much, dude. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. I mean, like that guy has no information. <laughs> I mean, like it's all one, only once he gets it officially, he can tell you something. <laughs> no, yeah. no point for threatening him or his family and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah bros. So we're talking about streaming services and now there's going to be so many of them and now amazon is also jumping into the into the fray and they've just lo- announced their their service called amazon luna did you guys read about this no a bit a bit though i mean like it seems so quite interesting actually quite interesting and for many reasons so firstly the kind of approach they're taking is that they've got this thing called channels where you basically pay for channels rather than one big subscription so you pay 5 bucks for like say amazon plus channel which has a bunch of games that they have control and a lot of other games like maybe 100 games that they've already announced for it but then you can buy channels like like, like ubisoft channel for example like the ubisoft channel will have additional games of ubisoft only and oh, they'll that's come cool, so you pay for whatever packages you want. It's a bit like how DTH services work. The other cool thing is that they've kind of bypassed the Apple Play Store rules by making it a web app where you aren't on the App Store, but you but, but it still acts like uh, like a app within a, your iPhone. So they've kind of done a clever, clever they very cleverly bypassed the the, the whole issue that Xbox is ha- that, that, that they're having with Game Pass and they're having with uh, Fortnite with right. Apple. So they've kind of bypassed it by not making it an app and therefore uh, the, the app store rules don't apply to Amazon Luna. That's actually very interesting and it's a definitely a way better to, a way to go than uh, Stadia in which you are yeah, expected yeah. to buy a game and all that. With a subscription service, you can at least pay lesser amount of money, try out how well it works and all that and come out unscathed, you know I mean? like Yeah. With Stadia. And the other advantage over Stadia that they have is they are actually building this on a Windows platform. So basically, developers can easily port their PC games to Luna platform. Oh, that's amazing. So, so a lot of cool things that are going in their favor. But yeah, for now, it's going to launch only in the US for, I think, $5 for the Luna Plus channel. And then you can pay whatever else for the other ones. I think end of this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but, Will uh, this come yeah. to consoles eventually? Consoles, maybe not. I would not put my money on that. I mean, for I mean, if it's a streaming service, it shouldn't be that hard. But I don't know if it. But yeah, probably. but consoles will probably block it because it's kind of eating into their main uh, source of True. income. And, True. But the thing is that it, uh-huh. it is usable and playable on the Fire TV stick, no matter which version you have. So that's a big plus for it. Yeah, yeah. But so tell me one thing: if I have a 4K Fire TV stick, that means the games will output at 4K. So, no, for now, they've only said that the, that the games will stream at 1080p, oh, okay. but they are but they are going to they, they are going and to. What add kind of bandwidth would you require for that? So they said 10 Mbps for 1080 1080p mm-hmm. and about 35 Mbps for uh, 4K, but that's upload and download, so Dude, you can't have, have a slower. Any of you guys actually stream the game like and a shooter like is there input lag like how does it even work like? In India, so I try, right? I haven't, but then but, but then someone was saying on IBG that he uses the PS4 remote play thing. So what he does basically is he is he puts his PS4 on remote play, and he has Wi-Fi at home, and then he's in some in some other city, and he has on his phone is on again on Wi-Fi, and he streams from his home PS4 to his phone, and he said that, that it's actually quite good the streaming. Yeah. But, uh, again, again over here, again, uh, yeah, as is in India. And again, this is uh, on Wi-Fi though, so it's not it's not being played on on data or anything. But yeah, it does work. Uh, I don't so know how well it works. Shooters or anything like that? Not sure, but I guess uh, at least the Sony first party stuff you must be playing. See, I, I can tell you this is. right now. I've tried a remote play on Steam as well as PlayStation, but only on home Wi-Fi. And uh, in both cases, I think that the input lag would be there uh, would be a lot more noticeable if you're playing something like a shooter or a fighting game or anything that's twitch based mm. with 
the games that I have played were Witcher and uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and they both ran perfectly well. And honestly, it didn't even bother me that like if there was a slight input lag at times or anything like that. I mean, though it was very very smooth on the local home network. So I don't I haven't tried it. Uh, but dude, I think has. Uh... A lot to prove because their their games have not worked out well for them. The games that they develop, so I've never really bought into this whole streaming aspect. Like, who is this really geared towards? Because on one hand, if you say you're gonna offer like a hardcore fucking game like Control, that's not gonna appeal to the casual audience. And then the ca- and the hardcore guys they want to invest in hardware. So like, I'm I'm always like wondering who is this really appealing to. So casual guys do want to play control. The issue is that they can't afford to, because the hardware is expensive. So I think this is that's the biggest promise of of streaming, right? That you take away the hardware, you have to stop. You don't have to buy hardware anymore. When I you say, just, you just pay for- dude, when I'm talking about a casual guy, I'm not talking about a guy like, for example, for even someone like you or Gagan who may or may not play shooters but doesn't want to mind trying it. I'm talking about a guy who is a casual, like a very very casual gamer, like. Games not very okay, often, but, but dude, why is why is PUBG begin on mobile and not on PC? Because firstly, it's free, it's free. and secondly, right. and secondly, works on your phone which you already have. Right. PUBG PC is better, but people are not playing it because they have to buy a PC for that and they need to pay for the game. So if they, they, this removes the entire hardware reliance whatsoever, uh, the streaming, so then you need to pay for a subscription service and that's it. But so yeah. I think that will also be people people will open up to more kinds of games this way. I think because right, right now it's all about that. Do you have the hardware for it? Can you afford? Can you afford the game? These all come in the picture, and therefore many people will not then play games. More than anything, it has to be really, really smooth on the Indian bandwidth that we have. So yeah, now, if that works, so five five G might kind of help with that. If five G comes at good speed, like like, like in India, four G speeds are shit. Yeah. But if five G comes and they actually deliver proper five G networks, then it, then that, that might really help streaming. Right, right. That's it. So let's get to the games we've been playing. Like there's new stuff coming out finally. Uh, it's yeah. that time of the year. So I think Mafia, Gagan, you've been playing Mafia. Oh man, that game is so good. I never played the 2002 release of Mafia, so I kind of missed it, missed out on it uh, back then. But uh, the new game that I'm playing, I mean, it's really, really good. It's such a nice tight experience even though it's open world you have these missions and you're supposed to go from point a to point b you're not really asked to like or encouraged to go fuck around a lot because you really don't have that much re- that much reason to there's not like these little things hidden all across the place i mean there are little collectibles like comic books newspapers and cards and all that but it's not really big enough for you to actually just leave the main game and go uh picking up these random objects and all that which is a very good thing you know i mean like it kind of reduces the padding so much and it keeps a narrative so tight that i'm loving the game man i mean it is just such a great gangster story first of all <laughs> to begin with and the thing is it just works it just works in every way and i'm watching it like a nice long mafia related uh, tv show more than i think game. i i think you're loving it because the bloat that you talk about the the ubisoftness of open world games yes. it's only a new Yeah, you know, and another great factor about it is that even though I'm playing it on the PS4 Pro, 
the game looks stunning man it looks really really good and they have done some really good work with the uh, like ssr for reflections and it looks almost as good as ray tracing as in that points you know even when you move around a particular scene you can actually see a reflection of that area in the water and there are a lot of these water puddles and uh, rain uh, there are rain missions and all these things in which it kind of really shines and even the cars are so nice and reflective when you're driving them the game looks really really nice and stable at 30 so the thing is that at most cases it's stable but there i have seen uh, drops to below 30 uh, when i am in the outside the city area like you know when i'm in the countryside and all that and there are a lot of these texture pop-ins and foliage pop-ins that is, happen which is weird because i would think that when you're in the city there's a lot of buildings and stuff to be rendered traffic and all it would be more hectic there no right that's the thing so it seems like the engine seems to have a lot more trouble kind of rendering foliage and natural things mm. <laughs> at high speeds and in the city you're kind uh, constantly in a speed limit right i mean if you go beyond a certain speed limit and there's a cop around you get pulled over they i mean there's a chase that starts they still have that in this game they have that but the thing is that the speed limit is very clearly indicated and you can avoid that and the traffic situation is such that honestly you really cannot go that fast like unless you're going to be a complete chunt driver or some shit like mm-hmm. that you know? so yeah. so so yeah i mean the game environment kind of lends itself to you and i think there are some quality of life improvements that they've done in the game overall which kind of make it a lot easier to play so you can control how hectic the cops can be on you you can control how the how well the car controls like you have the option to play it in a simulation mode and since the game is mostly about driving around it can get really really tiresome to be in a simulation mode especially if you're going to be in a cop chase or something like that so right. i'm playing it in the arcade uh, control setting or whatever that's called and that's working really well the car control is like super tight turns happen very easily i can actually go through chases and all that i even won a race at my first try which i think was a bothersome yeah, point yeah it was terrible dude back in the day Yeah so that's the thing so these missions don't really bother me as it probably did back in the day and i think they've redone the voice acting and everything completely so it's a full remake it's a full fucking ground up remake so that's the thing so you know the voice acting it seems like really nice right now i mean they have those pretty hardcore italian accents and all that and the personality comes out a lot more the characters look really good as in like you can you know you can look at the character and say what kind of person that guy is going to be or something right So the facial expressions and all are done decently well it's not the best of the lot but it's decent and i think that they've done a really really good job with the remake man and i'm enjoying the game i think so i've completed- been <coughs> sorry so i've been reading up about this game because i'm going to start playing it maybe today or tomorrow but a lot of people are saying that the combat doesn't feel as tight as so yeah Mark III. shooting shooting is fun i mean the thing is that this is my first mafia game in the entire series so i don't know how good it was in 3 but shooting is fine shooting is not a problem at all crunchy uh crunchy as in like the like, gun like, sounds gun yeah, sounds like so mafia 3 actually did physicality very well like when you shot a guy with a shotgun Yeah, actually, like you could feel him fly back or slump over no, the no, way of like the shot. Like it's it's quite simple that way. I mean, it's not gonna have those. Kind, it doesn't have those kind of physics uh, when it comes to gunplay. But right. the gun part, at least the shooting aspect of it, seems decent. As in, like it works. It does nothing extraordinary about it, but it's fine. You know, it's not something. Better hand combat. So yeah, the hand-to-hand combat is a little janky for me. So the thing is that you have two main controls. One is uh, the circle button on the PlayStation Four, in which which is a hitting button, mm-hmm. and there is an uh, dodge button which is uh, like uh, binded to the triangle button. So 
the dodging seems a little off like even though I, when i press the triangle button he doesn't dodge immediately or the dodging animation takes a bit of a time and it doesn't completely coordinate with the button press which is which kind of throws me off in the hand to hand combat so that's not something i enjoy a lot so i go mainly for the shooting uh, aspects of it anyway so yeah that that works that has worked so far okay but yeah, i mean but no i mean like that that aside i think the game is really really nicely done and it really looks so good i'm saying that again it really looks so good on the playstation 4 that i mean i'm actually shocked how how nicely they've optimized it for that at least visually i think my only concern about this game is the price man like i was talking to some people and while they were very interested in it it's a little expensive for how much is the price at anyway 2200 2200 for the pc version Yeah, so PS will be thirty five hundred, which is a bit, no? The Mafia Mafia Definitive Edition is just three grand on PS four. Oh, the trilogy is four grand. If you want the whole trilogy, it's four grand, and on PC it's two two one nine nine. The 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 digital sound team, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, see that twenty two hundred is not that bad, honestly. <laughs> Especially considering the console prices for the game and getting it on PC, I don't know. But no, three three, three grand on console is not bad, yeah, for a console game for yeah, a new console yeah, yeah. game. And especially and, this and, game. and it will and it will drop in price. I mean, Mafia is not going to fly off the shelves, so I think it it will go. It will also go down in price over time. And at least for me, it's been a really good experience. As in, like when I start playing the game, I don't stop for hours and all. And like you know, with a lot of these open world games, I play one mission and I, then I go like fuck around with the other areas and all. Let's just see what's there and explore other things. Here, I just want to keep going from mission to mission, and the game is optimized that way that it takes you very nicely through a mission to mission. You know, rather than also in many in many open world games, if you just do the mission, you you feel like I'm missing out on the experience, which which right. is which which is like which 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 triggers my OCD. Man, I'm gonna do everything then. Dude, this so, has I, only I, happened recently thanks to UB Games, bro. Otherwise, open world games back then were just like that. You no, know, the you world know, is a background. Not, not really. You know, even in GTA, if you remember, the thing is that you would have this free time. Then you would go into and contact this one person, and then the mission would start. And then once you're done with the mission, again you're just outside that guy's office, and again you have a free time to do whatever you want or pursue your mission. This thing is pretty much. tight as in like you do a mission from a, uh, point a to point b then it's done then it shows you a black screen and end of a chapter then it starts a new chapter and then it gives you a cut scene and then you start the next mission immediately you know so it doesn't give you that time to just go so around this is, how, uh, this is by the way how mafia 2 was also structured which is essentially a linear game set yeah. in an open world so instead of a linear level your level itself is the whole world Dude, I want to see more games like this, man. I really enjoy this way, style of storytelling. Yeah, uh, but now this kind of games, I don't think exist anymore, dude. Because now every open world game, you see, like Assassin's Creed games and all. I, like while I love them, dude, the bloat in those games is off the chain, dude. It's fucking insane, right? And you have to do that, you know. I mean, because otherwise the story missions start getting a little tougher and all that. You don't have the right equipment. That's and when, all. yeah, that's when. That's because every game is a fucking pseudo RPG now, right? Like you gotta level up, you gotta get your skill set up, which which personally again I don't mind. But I end game currency, bro. I think Watch Dogs too did a good job of minimizing that bloat. I think they did a good job. Like like there was a lot of side stuff you could do, but I think they did a pretty good job where you didn't have where you didn't feel like you were completely losing, uh, like completely forgetting to follow the plot. I think it did. It was pretty tight in that respect. Ah uh, yeah, but I really think these games should be encouraged, man. <laughs> they really should be. Like remember, which also like initially I used to chase every question mark. Then I was like, you know what, fuck this dude. Fuck the question mark. <laughs> 
just do them organically. Which is why I like the new Asprey games because you can disable the markers. So what you discover is what you discover organically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually found that affecting me a lot, man. I mean, the Odyssey open world was just way too much, and there was so much to explore constantly. And if I don't go to those points, I feel like I'm not gonna be powerful enough for the next story mission. You know, it just Bro, up- that's that's whole FOMO fucking happening first of all. And I'm giving you this advice, dude. Now going forward, any Ubisoft game switch off markers. The game allows you to do that. Do that shit off, bro. I enjoyed Odyssey tenfold because of that. I'm actually gonna try out Viking that way. Uh, whenever that comes out, Viking though. Well, 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 that way when it comes out, and yeah, yeah Ghost of Tsushima is also a game that's on my list. I'll try that out whenever it goes on a good discount. But besides that, I'm also trying out WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Yeah. Oh man, you know what? It started nice. It started really uh, nice with me because I just jumped straight into the campaign mode, and I was like given this random wrestler, some fictitious wrestler who's introduced through a comic book like story and all. And the mechanics seemed like fun for a while, but then it started getting a bit repetitive, man. I mean, because the thing is, these mechanics, while they're great, they are universal. As in, if you're going to be playing as a brawler, then every brawler in the game, whether male or female, or no matter how great that uh, wrestler's personality is in actual WWE, will fight exactly the same way. The only two things that are different are the signature moves and the finishers, Hmm. which kind of gets boring after a while it gets very which kind of defeats the purpose of having a ref- wrestling game because exactly. the whole point is to be able to feel like you're playing as a whatever if I'm undertaker playing as an undertaker i want his moves i want his uh, persona in the character and like they've they've stripped away a lot of it starting right from the entry of the character which they, they just drop down in crates for some reason <laughs> they drop down in- <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even kidding. There's not even a proper entry. Like they could have just like made those guys enter, but no, they drop down in some random crate and then they pop out of it and then they uh, like, like a loot box. Yeah, yeah, it, it's exactly like a loot box. It's just very weird. I don't know what the hell the point is of something like this. And then they kind of move uh, towards a stage after interacting a bit with the character and with the audience. Sorry, but after that, it just becomes very generic. There's no expression on the face. The expression is exactly the same no matter what it is you're doing. The animations are very, very low-key and very generic. The animations are missing key frames at a certain point. You know, so if somebody does a reversal on you or if somebody's doing a throw maneuver on you, it just skips a whole bunch of frames and you're suddenly on the person's back or you're on, like, like, on top of him, or he's lifting you up. And, this and sounds this sounds damn janky, dude. It, it is. It is a bit janky, and not just that. And the thing is, you know, it it is a fun game. It is a cartoony game. So, which is why it could have actually done away with certain things, like you know, give uh, just for sake of balancing it out, made the weaker players also a little <coughs> stronger just to even it out. But no, if you're a tactical player or if you are uh, some sort of a high flyer, then you will not be able to lift a player who's a brawler or somebody who's a little stronger than you, who's got stronger stats than you. So you. So a whole bunch of moves, which is basically the stage interactivity moves in which you can throw a wrestler uh, to a car in the Detroit level, you can throw the wrestler to a car and the car drops on you, or you can throw a wrestler to a crocodile in a a Florida level and the crocodile kind of jumps on the other character. All those moves are just stripped away from your character while uh, your opponent can do all that to you. So... Oh. It's it's a cartoony game, man. Just make the guy equally strong for these kind of things. It's perfectly fine. Why, why not, man? But you know, just did, did, did you play that earlier? Like back in the day, there was a game called WWE All Stars. Did you play that? All that was like a similar, it was yeah. similar like a cartoony take on WWE, and that was also it wasn't like all there, but it had some really cool ideas. And it, if I remember correctly, it did have like like you had them 
like all the wrestlers had their individual individuality yeah. their own strengths and their signature moves i believe it it did a little better job than what i think that they've done over here though i find, find the core mechanics slightly uh, better to play on this version than in, i did in all stars but you know what i mean i would take it further back i would take it back to like the days of like our genesis and everything when they had a wwe arcade game they had very few wrestlers in it but every wrestler had a whole different move set it was like very inspired from mortal combat or whatever it was back in and that time but every wrestler was full of personality which is why that game played really well despite being so minuscule in scope so here is the other way around and the thing is that they give you just like 13 wrestlers out of the box out of which most of them are like not even the a listers you know you have undertaker as one of the a listers over there they have put yoko zuna in the fucking thing <laughs> the the poor guy i mean like he was like famous in the 90s after that he, which he passed away and shit like that and they put him as one of the <laughs> opening lineup the rock stone cold steve austin john cena all these other guys are like locked behind a pay, uh, not a paywall but like an unlockable system and all and it's just and the unlocking grind is just way too high before you can even get to these guys why not just put these guys up front man i mean these are the guys you want to start playing as as soon as you start the game so it's just a little frustrating get going through the grind to unlock some of the basic good characters it's just so what if you are a missed opportunity if you had a, if, if you had a young kid like a like a 8 year old kid like would this be fun to play with a kid or even kids will not like this? so you know what multiplayer is not bad there are some multiple uh, multiplayer aspects and everything which is like a royal rumble mode that they have in that in which you can actually go online and uh, be queued for a slot in a royal rumble kind of a match so when the, there are just certain number of characters that they have in the ring at a given point so when one of those characters get eliminated you go up next so that is still fun and that rewards you very well with the in game currency and shit and which which you can kind of buy more gear and all that again you know very gas like uh, like economy in here but still it, it, those those modes are still fun i was trying it out locally with my kid who did not get the hang of all the moves but you know what i mean it was still fun that way because there was some kind of like uh, personality being driven into these characters i was playing against a human so it was more fun playing against a machine you are either completely like uh, overwhelming the ai as in like you're completely defeating them in absolutely no time or they're really kicking your ass because they're reversing every move that you throw at them so it's so just it's a very tough game so it gets tough there is like a high spike in difficulty at certain points and all because uh, the ai either like, lets you completely take over or comp- or uh, like practically cheats against you at one point so as a single player experience i would definitely not recommend this but if you have people to play with or if you're going to completely stick to online then yeah it's it's something you can explore if this is the type of game that that appeals to you sam what about uh, you you've been playing some pes again is it good <laughs> i'm always i'm always playing ps dude playing so this PS. is so so ps 2021 uh came out earlier this month and it's yeah like we've been saying if you've if you've been reading up on the game it's it's not a, it's not a new game at all it's just last year's game with uh with new uh, sort of transfers and new season update it's basically an update to so like once the new season begins the new teams will be in the new players will be in in terms of gameplay it's exactly the same game in terms of modes it's exactly the same modes uh, but you know the more i played so i actually reviewed the game on ivg and i and i wrote there that there's nothing is changed but the more i played there are like very very subtle tweaks to the gameplay for the better but i think most people will not even notice it like only the only people people who play pes day in and day out will notice it, notice them like the hard like, like to wins. like 
the hardcore like the, like the way you build up the play uh, it's it's very very small tweaks that have been added uh, but they can't even like like even talk about it as a feature because it's not that big a feature so they they have the said that this is pretty much last year's game it's cheaper as well so you can buy it uh, i mean this pes is the game i play every single day all through the year so for me buying it was a no brainer i think for anybody else uh, if you have last year's game don't bother unless they uh, unless they they do something like like you know pulling the servers and you have to buy this year's game to play online then you, that may be considered but that'll otherwise i think just stick <laughs> that'd be very cheap that'd be very cheap yeah. uh but yeah like like konami has been saying this is a game that they just launched as an update because they are working on next year's next gen unreal engine game so that's going to be the next the real sequel not sequel but the next installment to pes 2020 so that's so this is just like a makeshift uh lower priced update to last so i i'm still playing the shit out of it like i always would but uh, yeah i think for anyone else who wants to try it out i think pes 2020 is cheaper pick that up instead and of course pes the thing about pes is whether you're playing on pc or ps4 not on xbox one but pc or ps4 the konami has built in like a very very robust way to kind of get unlicensed content into it like they they just look the other way and they give you all the features so you can actually get in every single unlicensed team fully licensed all the teams all the kits on pc you can you can customize the entire game the stadiums the way everything looks you can you can change so konami knows very well that this is not this is this is not their strength so they've built in features to allow co- the community to com- community to completely mod the game where it looks completely authentic so there's that uh, so yeah. next year's iterations should be like really interesting because probably fifa would have a better hang of its uh, engine whatever it is working on and PS comes on Unreal Engine. In fact, I would I would think PS is the more interesting one to look forward to because FIFA will just do a transition from like I think it will be more a visual transition. I don't know how much they'll be able to tweak because they're 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 launching a full game this year. Yeah. Also, they say they're not they're not doing what PS is doing. They are releasing a game this year which will come again through X through smart delivery to PS PS5 Xbox Series X as well. Hmm. Uh, so of course they will do some they will do a next gen version next year. But I think the role like what i'm really curious about is not only because i'm a fan but because pez is saying that they're going to overhaul like from ground up they actually come out they actually came out and said it new new engine everything is from the ground up all new new game modes are being completely refreshed everything is going to be new so i think they are actually putting their kind of neck out there for next gen so i'll be i'll be very curious to see how that turns out cool cool but i'll tell you i am playing the new mode in division which i know you guys won't play but it's really a lot of fun it's called the summit mode and it's like uh, it's like 100 floors of like fucking action like you take on different factions and different objectives oh yeah, yeah. there's the raid mode you were talking yeah, about yeah. Right? yeah and every 10th floor there's a boss and it saves your progress so you can just disconnect so what i've been doing is the last couple of days is every time i log on i i play 10 floors i save my progress i disconnect and i come back the next day and do the same and it it's like a lot of fun dude like you can test your builds out you can test how well you perform like the first 30 levels are really easy like even if you guys haven't played division but you played right now you guys can manage it but then 30 onwards you need like better gear sets you need like a little more like specified gear to kind of play well so it's a lot of fun nice nice i've also by the way played some serious sam which again you guys will love play but you should because it's fucking awesome <laughs> that's a straight up shooter man how is it how is it different from uh, what is the last it's, one serious sam 3 it's not 
It's the same fucking game, dude. And I love it's it. Same dude. Monsters it's just as well. <laughs> same monsters, so the weapons are a little different. The animations are obviously a little better, keeping in mind 2020 standards. Uh, but, you know, it's so funny, but the game has no, like, ragdoll. It's got no physics. Like, every time you shoot an enemy, they'll either explode in bloody gibbs, which is awesome. But if they fall down, they have this very weird animation where they just fall down as whole, <laughs> as a fucking sprite, you know. It's, it's really jarring to see that this i mean it's cool like you won't notice it because there'll be like 300 guys running at you at the same time but i will say it's damn intense bro like maybe i'm older but like it's like you have to juggle between ammo weapons and you have to have insane awareness because enemies can creep up with you from everywhere they have ground attacks uh you know overhead attacks some guys kamikaze at you it's insane I think it's improving my fucking reflexes as a shooter player, dude. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think that's pretty much what it aims to do. That's it. Just throw everything at you and let you shoot. Take out that whole itchy trigger figure af- after the end of a hard day or something. That's it. Yeah. But we have a we have a few qu- uh, queries that we should quickly run through. Okay, cool. So let's let's take them on. So the first one, so we can skip Suman's question, which is when is the PS5 coming, which we don't know. No Sorry, but there's a question about uh, there's a question about a Game Pass Ultimate and whether that will, in the long term, is it sustainable and also will it affect uh, like third part, like AAA single player games? Like, will we see see them anymore? So it's a very good question. But really? I think we will do it. Like in my opinion, I think single player, like the conventional story driven single players, are not going to die and. And weirdly, I see only Sony doing this now, at least from this, from what I No, I've but the thing is, once a single, once, once a third-party AAA game is on is on Game Pass, no one will buy it. And single-player games, where's the additional revenue for it? There's no there's no microtransactions, there's no DLC. How will that publisher make money off that game if it's going to be only on Game Pass? That's the question, right? Like Sony, of course, will make their money. The question is about Game Pass games, like oh, okay. if if. Like, for example, let's say a Capcom is releasing all their games on Game Pass. That means they're cannibalizing their retail sales. But how are they going to make money off that game? So, I mean, it's probably not that uh, bad a situation because there are certain single-player games that are all still coming on it. Like Yakuza Like a Dragon. That is a complete single-player experience. There's going to be no microtransactions and all that. At least I know of at this point. And no, no, games it, are, no, no, games are coming. There's no question about it. The question about what is the long-term, long-term sustainability. sustainability? Will someone continue to make a third-party, third, uh, continue to make a triple-A single-player game knowing that the only market for it is on Game Pass, but they can't recover that money? Because the way games recover money on Game Pass is for, is for I, either Microsoft pays them money to put the game on Game Pass or they make their money of... of uh, in-game transactions or through DLC. And single-player yeah. games don't have those avenues for revenue. But I they think do that's have the DLC. Very Most few of them, yeah. Like, like, not all of them. Like, And again, DLC is not something that, unlike multiplayer games, where you will buy packs and you will buy in-game currency and you will buy a microtransaction. Single-player game, DLC is optional. It's not like you're going to, you have to buy it to kind of keep playing or, play, or you know, to kind of stay invested in the so game. It's op- completely optional. Let's look at it as a case-by-case thing, right? So say Sony is a different thing altogether and Sony will continue to do, give single-player experiences on its platform, which it has been doing. And that's a, actually a good thing. And the other party that's making certain single-player experiences would be what? Ubisoft at this point? 
ஒரு you know nickel and dime you at this point control final fantasy control final I fantasy having just played control right now i can tell you it does not ha huh, right so i mean i guess okay so there must be certain uh, so there will be exceptions to this rule but i think the industry i don't think that's going to change i think there will still be exceptions to this rule and there will be certain demand for it and there'll be one game that stands out by doing that and then there might be other people who follow so nothing no trend in game completely dies down or changes <laughs> Uh, I think what will happen what might happen is single player games from third parties they may not put their put it on on Game Pass anywhere close to day one because they'll want to see they'll try and get all the sales right, they can right. before Makes putting sense. it on Game Makes Pass sense for them. Yeah. I know. Then then Suman has asked again uh, will Fallout go the way of Destiny which I think is which can apply to pretty much every Bethesda IP now. Right. Uh, because uh, I think that, it's only a matter of time before they do this because see Fallout 4 was quite grindy it was not like online grindy like fallout 76 but it was grindy uh and honestly with destiny also dude it's it's depends on how you want to play it right this is a very subjective question because the grind really comes in towards the end game now if you want the most exotic stuff you're going to grind for it otherwise it won't be that cherished right so like you don't have to grind even in destiny technically like you could play the campaign play some co-op strikes with your homies and call it a day but i do think they bethesda may kind of reevaluate what's happening with fallout cuz 76 is just burnt like a lot of people and fallout 4 was also not very well received even though mechanically it was a better game but the but the amount of crafting and grinding in that game for resources was also a lot and their ui has always fucking sucked In fact every Bethesda game has terrible UI like Skyrim Fallout everything people use third party things so in a game that has a lot of this grinding and crafting you need good UI man otherwise it's just cumbersome All right so Abhishek has asked two questions on 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 Twitter first one being that do you think gatekeeping is good for PC gaming and later blaming the community for low sales I'm not sure what this question means do either of you know gatekeeping I think might be he might be talking about exclusives on Epic Game Store kind of gatekeeping Ah okay Yeah so basically ex- like, like store exclusive like uh, epic store steam that Or kind like of like a one year exclusive right. yeah i mean dude any I, kind of gatekeeping in my opinion sucks yeah so, but you know i mean like, there is a whole case for exclusives as well you know i mean playstation has a whole platform uh, like defined out of that so it's it's not really a bad thing and epic store does offer you certain advantages and all in its ecosystem like when it offers you an exclusive game then you uh, get certain perks out of it in other f- games that you're playing on it like say for example if you buy squadrons on the epic game store then you get uh, like certain uh, space spacecrafts that you can use in fortnite which is a game Dude, even no i think no this. i think no also also the publisher when choosing to make it like like only on epic game store is the choice they're making because on uh, on epic game store they pay less of a cut they to, have to higher epic margins epic. on the epic game store yeah like so so i mean if a, if a publisher wants to make wants to uh, like lose revenue from steam is there is the choice they're making so then they can't blame low sales on anyone right if you if you want to make sure everyone can play a game make sure it's on all platforms but then if you're choosing to be only on epic store because you're making bigger revenues bigger margins then you can't complain about low sales so it it works both ways 
And the last question again from Abhishek is that what's with Indian stores yet to come up with a plan for PC gaming after they actively stop physical gaming? I think the point being that now uh, you can't buy PC games on disc anymore, which makes sense because games are so big now. Imagine how many DVDs you would need to how put that it on Who has a disc drive anymore? <laughs> Dude, can you imagine Modern Warfare 200 GB? How many discs would you need? <laughs> yeah, and you would need Blu-ray. 9 GB? 9 GB if it's 9 GB if it's dual, like dual-sided. I think 9 GB, right? Dual-sided like 10 DVDs. 10 discs for Modern Warfare. Dude, fuck. What a pain. That would it, be. It, it'll come in a briefcase or something. <laughs> Yeah, you might as well no. just install it on a portable hard drive and keep it there, you know. So, no, so that is happening. So uh, what's happening now is many, many PC games are coming back on sale at retail, but they're coming with a code in the box yeah. where it's for people who can't pay by card on Steam or whatever. By the way, them. speaking of physical gaming, dude, the first publisher to go out of India physical was EA. Remember the whole EA PC? Yes. PC? Yeah. And guess what? They're coming back with physical PC games in India. Really? The only publisher. Yeah, dude. FIFA is going to be on disc in India on PC. Which is oh. like the most bizarre thing to happen. Like EA of all publishers. That, that is really Yeah. Cool. Stranger things have happened. But, but anyways, yeah. that's, that is that is our podcast for this week. It's been super long. If you made it through to the end, then... Thanks for sticking you. around, bro. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for sticking yeah. around. I will see you guys at the next one. All right, see, see you guys. guys. Bye-bye.